Welcome to season three of the Retail Tea Break podcast. My name is Melissa Moore, the Retail Advisor, and each week I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers, and product creators to decode the myths, share knowledge, and give you an insight into the industry. So grab your cup of tea, sit back, relax, and listen in to season three of the Retail Tea Break podcast. Today, I'm joined by a former accountant and financial director who now heads up one of Ireland's leading providers of technology to the retail and visitor attraction sectors. The company pride themselves on individually supporting retailers and their customers by providing solutions covering electronic point of sale, online and in-store sales, integration and the all-important stock management. Patrick Helson from Retail Integration, welcome to the Retail Tea Break podcast. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. Listen, thanks so much for coming on. This was a really interesting conversation that I've been wanting to have for a while. So I really appreciate you you giving us the time today to chat a bit about retail and tech, but also the importance that it has, you know, in growing our industry right now. So I really appreciate you being here. Absolutely no problem. I'm, I always look forward to a tea break, Melissa. Someone in some Ah, well, then uh, you're uh, definitely uh, in the right place. So, commit before we kick off. In the time that it takes to boil a kettle, which I'm told is about two minutes, tell us a little bit about you and tell us all about the business. Okay, the company itself was originally set up in 1996 by uh, Dermot McCarthy, who had a piece of software which was applicable to the motor industry. And he adapted it to do stock control. And so EPOS systems were really kind of coming in at the time and it was very opportune for him. And himself and a chap called John McNerney started selling the software uh, around Ireland and it got great traction. Um, they were very, they, they, they basically got involved um, with uh, phone companies initially because at the time mobile phones were just coming uh, on stream and there was a massive big issue about tracking phones around the place and, find, and making sure people had the right stock and the right contracts, et cetera. So they got, they were really lucky in that they got some really, really good customers at the start. And it went on from there. Um, they needed an accountant. And luckily at the time I was an accountant and luckily again, I was the one who opened the door or answered the phone. I can't remember but um, <laughs> when, when, when they needed an accountant. So I started working with them from the very beginning. And um, even though I was in practice, I, 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 I threw ups and downs. We, we, we kind of stuck together. And until, I suppose, 10 years ago, uh, Dermot said, you're doing so much work for us. Why go into your office? Why not come into our office instead? And I said, that's a great idea. So I came aboard with them. And in the last couple of years, um, we basically restructured the company and I ended up buying the company of Dermot. And... Now we've got 22 people working with us, a big heap of developers, core developers and reporting developers and full stack developers and mobile developers. We've got a a support team of about six um, customer service and a few administration staff. And we're really busy and we're really lucky that we have some great retailers as clients and we've had them for a long time and we keep on adding to them. So it's, um, we're having, we're, we're, it's, this is really, really busy at the moment. And um, we're very lucky to be in the space we're in. Um, we're working with some great people. 
That's fantastic, Patrick. It's such a good news story, you know, from, from starting off in the mobile industry sector, moving into retail and also growing the team. And I've met a lot of your team and they are really good people who not only understand the ins and outs of what you do, but they understand the sector, which is yeah. so important right now. And they understand how it's changed. Tell us briefly, I suppose, what it is that you actually do for those that might not know. Okay, we do, uh, the, the core product is uh, an electronic point of sale solution. So um, basically that that sits in the middle, but it expands out from there. Um, so we, yeah, yeah, we, we record transactions on the shop floor, but we also link that up with, with stock control, with purchasing, with reporting, with integration onto websites, um, with um, interaction with suppliers, making sure that every user of reports gets the reports they want. So everybody from the accountant to the, um, the CEO to the marketing um, person to the purchasing person, they all have different requirements in the system. And we try and ensure that they get the information in, 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 in as accurate and timely manner as possible. So what we try and do is basically we see ourselves as a, as a decision support system. We help all the people within a retail environment make decisions. That's what, that's what we try and do and try and make their life easier um, by basically retail is hard enough. So what we try and do is just keep, keep, keep the bits that we can control as simple as possible and as efficient as possible to let them go off and be retailers. That's what we try and that's, do. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. And actually, as a retailer, I never thought of it that way, that you do fully support the decision-making process. So whether that's buying more stock, whether that's putting something on sale, whether yeah. that's actually supporting the customer by gathering yeah. their data in the right way and using it in the right way, you're integral to that. And that's such an interesting point and something that I'm not sure retailers even get. It's certainly not one I would have thought of that you're doing. I think a lot of people see you as, tech support or the tech people as opposed to being integral to the business solution no, well i think for, first off if, if you look at our clients our, our clients are everybody uh, music stores gift shops pet shops department stores uh, golf shops jewelry stores pharmacies attractions and tourism and each one of those type of sectors they spend time with their customer so mm -hmm. if if you're a retailer that spends time with your customer helping them make a decision, then you are our customer. So if that's the type of customer you are, then what our system tries to do is help you make sure, as you said, make sure you've got the right stock in store, make sure you've got, um, if the stock isn't in store, you know exactly where the stock is, your full line of sight and where your stock is, um, make sure you know when it's going to be delivered, Make sure you have the facility to, to do click and click. Make sure your stock is synchronized online and offline. Yeah. Because, because like, it, like as, as I said, retail is hard enough. Like, like, like the, the retailers face so many problems. Competition from online only um, foreign companies, paying rent rates, getting footfall in, making sure a customer is happy. There's enough stuff to be doing. And what we try and do is make the stuff, as I said, that we can control um, a lot easier for the um, for those people, as well as running the loyalty schemes and all that, and then a bit of engagement. But you have to, um, and we try and give information to customers. And, and, and you you touched on some, obviously you know, you, and, and you touched on some of the key bits there. Giving a retailer the information to make decisions. And what we mean by that is letting people know what sells. 
in what branches do what products sell because there can be a massive diversity mm. across even a couple of branches even within the same the same store of um of what sells um letting people know how much money they're making on product like you you you, you might buy a product like our customers really they, they make their money when they buy not when they sell so yeah if they buy well um, you've got to look at the lifestyle or the life the, the, the life cycle of the product and how much margin are they making when they first stock the product and then what sort of a discount do they have to give to shift the product on at the end. So we try and give through our reporting and designing the reports for, for our customers a full line of sight on the profitability and the turnover and basically the, how to optimize stock and space within a store. We try and do all that stuff. And that's that's incredible. And again, I don't think it's something people think of when they look at the, I suppose, the till system, as many of us within the sector would call it. Um, but you do so much more. And as you kind of touched on there, it's challenging enough in this industry right now. We've been through a hell of a time the last two and a half years. What challenges, I suppose, or changes have you guys seen over the last two years, apart from COVID? Or I suppose, did COVID escalate everything yeah oh no uh, it escalated and accelerated everything i'm not going to go back to all oh, during the war type of stories yeah. no, but listen no um the move to online and the customer's perception of what a retailer does accelerated through covid and yeah. listen all this was going to happen anyway but what happened is five years change happened in in a couple of months and so we had to jump on that and make sure that we were able to provide solutions for retailers who were only dipping their toe in the online space. Um, and we've been fairly successful in doing that. Well, there's some of the bigger customers have bespoke integrations with the Magento type systems. And we, we're working an awful lot with the likes of Studio 49 and implementing specific websites. An awful lot of smaller retailers wouldn't have the capacity to do that type of stuff. So what we've done is we've we've developed an integration with the likes of Shopify and with um, WooCommerce to keep to basically give someone a presence online. It's so important, even if you're not doing massive trade online, to have a presence online because as I said, footfall is so difficult to capture. You have to let people know what you have in stock, or else they're not even going to consider visiting the store. Once they get into the store, it's a different story, but you have to let them know what you have. It's a brochure. Even if it's not trading, you have to have a presence online. Um, and people, they want to know what you have in store before they're going to want to go and visit you. And their expectations are different as well. While an awful lot of our customers, as I said, they spend time with their customers. Um, they might see something online, but they want to go and have a chat about it as well. They yeah. want to find out, is this the right product for me? Is the... Uh, uh, okay, uh, my daughter, for example, she the, so much stuff used to come in to our door during lockdown. Like there was five or six packages a week coming in. <laughs> and I, well, Alex, where are you getting the money for this? What's the happening? Like, where are you putting it all? <laughs> but then she told me she sends back, she buy five and she send back four. Wow. Because she's buying stuff online. It looks cool online. She gets it in. No, it's not what she expected. So she's sending it back. Now, She's doing way less of that now. What she does, they go online, they decide where they want stuff, and they want to go in and they see it. They want to yeah. feel it. They want to pick it up. They want to touch it. They want to talk to someone. They want to see what the sizing is like in that particular product. Even, even as a bloke, I know that like uh, your Adidas T-shirt fits differently than a Timberland T-shirt. Yeah. Um, and it's much easier to know that a particular store has 
the item you want in stock so you can come in as i said pick it up feel it size it yeah so actually you're in that respect again it's not just about helping the retailer now you're helping the customer save time be more efficient you're driving that customer to the right store because that store has the stock so you're making my life easier if i'm sat at home on my couch with my slippers on um you're really pinpointing me and you're making my life a lot easier through what you do well um yeah but of all the things that have changed in the last 20 odd years retailers are still the same yeah. as in retailers they're surprisingly they're not surprising listen retailers are committed to doing the best job they can to get the right product in for their customer i've never met a retailer who wanted to annoy a customer yeah they they, they want to keep the customer happy keep the customer satisfied and if we can help doing that then 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 then, then that's great by making the customer's journey easier by making sure that it's less hassle. They're not going to be disappointed that like the, the worst thing in the world is, is for a customer to come on either to your website and to buy something and then have to make that telephone call to go, oh, listen, we're really sorry. We know we said we had it in stock, but we actually don't. Because not only have you lost a sale, you've also annoyed a customer and it's cost you money as well because or even worse, if you send out the wrong product, because then that's all sorts of hassle because you have to have it returned, you have to have it restocked, you've got to compensate the customer. A massive big rigmarole. Whatever margin you would have made in the product in the first place has been wiped out. So we, we try and look at it from all aspects and then see how we can help the retailer keep his customer or her customer happy. And, I love um, it. Yeah, it makes so, sense. It makes so much sense, Patrick. We've talked about, and you've you've touched on there, this whole physical shopping, yeah. driving people into store, whether you have a brochure website or a fully functioning e-com website. But I suppose nowadays the customer is expecting this kind of theater. They want yeah. a reason to go into a physical store. Yeah. And I suppose you've really started to help with that physical experience. So can software, can tech, the stuff that you provide, enhance that experiential kind of, being that theater or do you think that it is just for show like is what you're doing now enhancing the the touch and feel is it enhancing the physicality of a store um is, is it embracing it as opposed to just being online or the till system no, what okay. else are you doing yeah. there to add the theater yeah it's a, that that's a really good question and listen we're but we don't see ourselves as 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 taking over from a really good retailer. Listen, we're, that, that's not that's not as I said. We we try and support them. Now, if you go back to basics, you can have the best experiential store you like, but if a customer can't go in and know that the stuff is in stock or, or yes. have enough information, then listen, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. So what we try and do is make sure that the basics are right within the store that that that, that the the staff know what's in stock. If, if it's not on display, that they can find it. If it's not in the store, where it's in the store. If it's in another store, can they organize for it to be transferred across that particular branch or delivered out to the customer or organize click and collect in the other store? So we try and do that to try and make the transaction from the customer as seamless as possible. And there's other things we do as well. Like we're, we've got we've got a couple of things coming out now. We're, we're trying to take the till off the counter and out onto the shop floor where transactions can actually happen out on the shop floor to stop queues around the place to make sure that the the as soon as the decision is made by the customer that it can be completed, 
and um, out on the shop floor without them having to kind of look, oh no, listen, there's six people queuing up at the counter yeah. going there. So that can, all those things help. Yeah. I, I just looked, um, I saw I saw a client of ours, um, Anthony Gallagher Pet Stop opened up a fabulous store down in, down in Douglas. Now it just looks great. It looks absolutely fabulous. And um, we're not, we just try and support that type of, of of um innovation we're not going to try and take over but what, what we've got to try and do is see where we fit within the experiential um uh experience uh, experience of superior what's that um no we where do we fit in the customer's experience of the store and how can we support both the customer and the retailer that's that's what we try and fit we're not trying to take over anything there's there's a nice little thing we're, we're, we're going to be putting out now shortly it's it's a sort of a, an in-store online shopper because um some retailers will have an awful lot of stock that they won't be able to keep in one particular store so we're going to be putting displays up in store where they can go through an assisted buying process online where they can see a particular product physically and then decide what color they want it in or what size they want it in or if it's not fashion, if it's um, say 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 maybe a doghouse or something, just as an example, that they can go through it with somebody who knows what they're talking about in store, and then either order it, pay for it, or collect it, or um, uh, arrange for it to be delivered. So we're, we, we listen. As I said, we're not trying to take over. We, we try and anticipate where retailers are going, and we try and support them. We're not going to take over retail. And it, it makes perfect sense. But also in all of this and from everything I'm hearing from you today, you're putting the customer first. So whether that's, as you said, bringing the till to the shop floor, it's making it easier for the customer. If you're in store and you're you're using your, your software, your tech, you're making it easier for the customer because they can get stuff delivered from home. And if you're at home, there you are looking at the stock inventory, knowing that if I drive to a certain shop today, it's going to be in. Yeah. So at all stages, the customer seems to be at the heart of everything you guys do. We They, they have to be because yeah. that, like without customers, retailers aren't anything without our customers who are the retailers. We aren't anything. So so we, 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 we have to do what the customer wants. Sometimes we don't always hit the mark straight away. But listen, it, it, that's not for lack of trying. We, um, I love it. I love it. I, I'm very honest. And I know a lot of listeners will know this. I'm always been really honest. I, I fear tech. I'm not a techie. I think that's going back to even school where I just had a fear of breaking things and speaking to lots of people in the industry. And maybe these are legacy retailers. Maybe these are independents who have been doing what they do for a long time. There's a bit of a fear out there. So what advice would you give to a retailer that's, I suppose, nervous about embracing technology? Um, okay, the first bit, go for it. You know, you have to go for it. <laughs> okay, no, seriously. I know I, I can understand that. That, that, um, and there's enough that a retailers in Ireland are second, third generation retailers. Yeah. No, uh, and um, maybe you, you, you might get some resistance to change in there, but obviously, always what I would suggest to people is they talk to other retailers and find out what their experience was and um, find out from them what went right, what went wrong, what worked, what didn't work. Um, 
And there's, there's another thing is that years ago, like when we started off doing this, there was a heavy reliance on, 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 a, on a retailer being IT savvy, that they had to know mm. this, that they had to set up networks, that they had to do X, Y, and Z. And with the advent, I suppose, of mobile phones and people using apps, people are getting far more uh, particular about how they basically want to, they want to use the system and have it as intuitive as possible. So there's a couple of things you have to look for in the system. One is usability. Like there's no point in having to have a, a computer consultant come in and, or an IT consultant and um, spend thousands on setting up networks and access points and firewalls and all this type of stuff um, if you can't use the system, if you, if you have to keep on getting them back. So um, I think... I think it's incumbent upon the providers like ourselves to make the system as simple as possible to use. Um, and if we can do that, then I suppose talk to, talk to our customers or talk to whoever your supplier is, talk to their customers and, and they will tell you pretty quickly how easy the system was to use and what the goods, good points were, what the bad points were uh, and where if they were doing it again, they would have done better. Um, but there's loads of people out there who weren't selling to you who should be will be able to help you like the, the likes of retail excellence the likes of yourself um you know and you're not uh, i know i know you're not you look at tech in in the way it should be looked at in that it's it's a support system it's not the be all and end all it's not the reason for being yeah and actually i think it's just so enticing going back to what you said at the beginning that some retailers look at tech as being separate or they look at it as a till system. But from what I'm hearing from you today, this is actually integral to the business decisions you're making, whether yeah. that's about buying stock, whether that's about your spend or your budget for next year. There are so many different ways to use this system that, as you said, it, it should be integral. It's part yeah. of the retail life. It's not taking over. It's there to aid and support. Yeah. And I think the gentle nudge towards going digital or using these sorts of systems whether that's just in store or online is there as a support system it's not there as you said to take over it's not going to run your retail it's not going to close you down it's actually going to aid and support yeah. everybody that works within your organization yeah and your customers hopefully yeah i love that it just it sounds easier it doesn't sound as scary as it used to be and i think if anything it sounds more positive now because there are so many solutions or so many ways that you can use the software the tech to aid and support your business and as you keep saying the customer like it's everything yeah no that's what that's what it's all about it's, it's about help, helping the customer and helping the customer help their customer I love that line. That's brilliant. I'm taking that. I'm going to steal it. But before I probably we heard it from up, you, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is all me. But before we finish up, and it's not that I want all your your fantastic business secrets here, but what's coming up for you and the brand over the next six months, over the next year? Anything you'd love to do, or what are you seeing even out there? Okay, um, there's a few things we've we've. Um, during COVID, we made um, inroads into the tourist attraction sector, and we've got big upgrades happening in the next couple of weeks in that end. We've new versions of the software coming out, so that's that's very exciting for us because that that's been a really that um, that's been a really big space for us this year. There's a few other things we've got. We've got um, some cube busters coming out that are basically scanners that, as, as I was trying to describe to you, that that will take the transaction out to the shop floor away from from the from, from the counter. Wow. We've the in-store shoppers that we've um, already described. We've also got other um, um, products as well. We've a, we've a remote buying app because 
obviously one of the biggest things with our customers is buying. They go off on buying missions. And if you think about the um, the amount of duplication that happens in it, yeah. so a buyer goes out maybe to Italy or to the wherever they go out to buy, and they've got to basically set up the product. They've got to make an order for the um, to, to the person, um, their supplier. So they take a certain amount of information, and what, what's been happening now is that information basically gets a, a, a manual PO gets set up. You still get guys scribbling in books, and then that gets <laughs> yes. sent back to the office. So we have an app coming out now that's basically going to facilitate that, which is uh, it's going to take as much information as possible at the buying point. And then what it's going to do is um, it's um, going to transfer that information electronically onto the system, onto, uh, onto your buying system to set the purchase order there, which means when the goods arrive in, they're already set up in the system. Wow. What happens then with this, there's additional information required, pictures and additional SEO and, and descriptions. Um, so what we've done is we've enhanced our integration with websites to enable all that information to be taken straight from the purchasing position all the way up to the website. And hopefully that will reduce the amount of duplication of uh, input of information. So we're really looking forward to uh, getting that out. It's, 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 it's well on its way. And... Some customers are also looking for unattended kiosks. And we've got, I'm just sitting in front okay. of them here and they're going to be rolled out now in the next couple of weeks. Wow. So so not busy at all, Patrick. It's no. obviously really quiet for you. There's no innovation coming down the line by the sounds of it sounds incredible. And actually you made me laugh there talking about buying trips. I, I had flashbacks there of notebooks and scribbles and iPads and yeah. you're working off three or four different things and you get back to base and it's just like then the work really starts. Yeah. So that sounds fascinating. And again, if it's easier for the business, it's easier for the customer, yeah. it's more efficient, it's saving you time. And it's just making life a little bit easier for everyone. Yeah. Well, what we try and do is like, like there was one thing we found um, talking to retailers is that um, they, they'd, they'd go out buying or, or they'd be at an exhibition and they'd be buying and then they could, they come back, they have all their notes and then, oh, which, which yes. jacket was that? Yes. So, so we're enabling them to take a photograph of the jacket just for, just as a note memoir, a name memoir, not, not to put up on the website, but just, oh, that was that jacket. So what we're trying to do is, is and, and also give them the sales information of that particular product line over the last couple of years and let them see the sell through and the amount of discount and all those types. So they see real margins when they're buying something that they have historical information regarding that type of product and that it's easier to set up and easier to do your buying um, and hopefully hopefully make, make life easier for the retailer. That's what we're trying I to do. I love it. That's fantastic. Oh, Patrick, this has been such a joy. I've really enjoyed this conversation and it's made me look at retail tech and retail software in a very, very different way. So before I let you go, um, give us your website address. Our website address is www.retail-int.com. Fantastic. And look to all the listeners and viewers out there, check out Patrick on LinkedIn, uh, connect with him and his senior team who were all on LinkedIn and who were very prevalent there. Loads of information on their website as well. So until next time, please like, subscribe and share the Retail Tea Break podcast. And I am really looking forward to talking to you soon. Patrick, thanks so much for today. Thanks, Melissa. You're brilliant. Thank you.